1: You can interact with us via social media on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio and on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback to us via the contact form on our website at com. If you enjoy this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day, with a different theme. Wednesdays, we solve crimes on Rogue's Gallery. So this is our last episode of Rogue's Gallery, and we have another Richard Rogue, this time played by Paul Stewart, and on the new network, and on a new network, ABC. This episode is estimated to have been originally aired on November 15th, 1950, and it's called The Janice Noel Murder Case.
2: Rogue's Gallery. Starring Paul Stewart as Richard Rose. Some people collect old violins. Some people collect rare china. Some people collect old coins. But I collect murderers. fine tingling adventures of Richard Rogue, private investigator. is presented each week at this time by your local dealer who sells and services uh, easy cut electric mowers. That's the dealer that's making an unheard of offer that you can't afford to miss. There's no strings, no gimmicks, no small type to this offer. Just try an easy-cut electric mower in your yard for 10 days. Give the easy-cut a full trial. Then, if for any reason or no reason at all you don't want to keep it, your dealer will refund every penny of your money. Yes, try the easy-cut electric mower. Compare its many advantages. Notice the large rear coaster for easier handling. Notice the snap switch for effortless starting. Notice the rubber-tired ball-bearing wheels. Notice the powerful one-third horsepower motor. Yes, compare, and you buy an easy-cut electric mower. See it tomorrow at your dealers. Listen a little later for more details about the free trial offer. Now, Rogue's Gallery with Paul Stewart as private investigator Richard Rogue. As I'm concerned, all roads lead to Chicago. You see, I was born here down on the south side, and I know every spot on the Gold Coast. The smell of a stockyard, the swimming in Lake Michigan, and I can make my way around the loop line folded. One of the finest tie shops in the loop was Martinelli's. One day I just bought a tie there and zigzagged my way back across town through the heavy traffic on State Street. When I got to my office, I saw that someone was waiting for me. Mr. Wilkes! Are you Mr. Richard Rose, the private investigator? Yes, I'm Richard Rose. I've been here an hour. Is it customary for your profession to go off for hours and leave your business and your door unlocked? It's the gypsy in the lady. Now, what can I do for you? Mr.
0: My name is Elsa Cole. I'm here from Little Falls, Indiana. A terrible
2: thing happened. Yes, I know. I just read it, over my second cup of coffee oh. here. You must be Jennifer's sister. Right? Yes, I am. checked into the Bretton Arms Hotel here in Chicago three days ago, and last night was shot and killed in a room between 9.30 and 10 p.m., right? Yes. I don't know what to do. Mr. Rogue, the police called me in Little Falls last night. Well, the paper says that, too. I
0: arrived in Chicago at 10 this morning. Jennifer's
2: was a good
0: girl, Mr. Rogue. Not the wild sort at all. I just...
2: I can uh-huh. Janice was rather young to have a sister who was almost... Uh... Uh,
0: you needn't be polite, Mr. Rourke. I'm the sister one. She was 22. I was the oldest in the family five children. Janice has been my responsibility since our parents
2: died. I, I failed in that place. i <laughs> control sorry to this call. Perhaps I can help you. Tell me, uh, what was Janet doing in Chicago?
0: He had a notion to go on the stage.
2: Did she know anyone here? Not a soul. Nobody. Well, it's not very helpful. What did you tell the police? I told them everything.
0: But I talked to a lieutenant trainee, and she told me nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. His demeanor was evasive. He seems not know something, yet he won't tell
2: him. Well, I know, Lieutenant, he's, he's a good cop.
0: I want him leave no stone unturned to find Janice's murderer.
2: Will you help me, Mr. Roke? For $25 a day in expenses, and that's less than the fat man gets. He's very well, Mr. talk Oh, uh, uh, just one question, Miss Roke. What grade school do you teach?
0: Sir. Well, how did you know I was a teacher?
2: You remind me of a teacher I once had when I was a kid. But that was a lifetime ago. Oh! <laughs> I dropped off, he at the Royals in the third-rate hotel not far from my office, and then the cab swung across toward homicide. A high wind was whipping in from Lake Michigan, and the signs on State Street were swinging merrily. And I knew that it was about time to get my winter overcoat out of mothballs. balls. Don't bother to knock, Rogue. Just barge right in. Oh, thanks, Lieutenant Jenny. Now, what can I do for you? I'd like to know what you know about the Kroll case. What's your interest? My client is Elsie Kroll, the dead girl's sister. Here's the report. And I want more than this. And I want the routine handout. No? Well, what do you want? And whatever it is, I can't give it to you. Look, Pop, my client thinks you're withholding some vital information. She does. She does. Hmm. Dennis called a pretty girl. She was. Powder burn shut by someone who stood close by. And probably knew her. Yeah, but who? Don't know. Thirty eight slugger says here. Fingerprints, none except the deceased. Mm-hmm on the body. Mr. Zito, the manager of the Button Arms. The house, Dick and a Marie Castle. Marie Castle had two shots from the room next to her. She called the other. Let's see, any leads at all? We're working. What you can tell me? That's right. Look, Cheney, this is my client, too. You can tell me. Listen, sweetheart, you're going to have me around anyway, so do we work together or do I Okay, okay, Rob. But if I tell you anything, it goes no further. It's a deal. And especially the first. I gave you my word. Okay. Well, this cigarette case was found in the girl's handbag in the room. Now, that's silver. Judge Harris, the judge leading a double life? Now, look, I've known Judge Harris a long time. He's a family man, a nice man. And he wouldn't be mixed up in a mess like this. Well, in that case, I'm sure he won't be embarrassed if I ask him a few questions. My friend, Lieutenant Cheney, phoned you were coming. Is it to help or hinder? Well, to help, Judge Huff. Judge, uh, you don't mind if I ask a few questions? It's what you're here for, isn't it? Did you know Janice Close? No, I never met her. And you weren't at the Bretton Arms Hotel at all last night? I was not. But your cigarette case was? Well, that's the incredible part of this whole business. Where, how, or why it got into that room is beyond me. Lieutenant Cheney thinks someone's trying to frame me. Uh, when was the last time you remember seeing the cigarette case? Yesterday, just before lunch. And you wouldn't mind telling me where you were last evening, between 9.30 and 10? Well, certainly not. But, um, first look at this telegram. It's from Jimmy Martin. The warden? Yes. Dear Judge, since Martha and the boys are away, how about some chess tonight? Make it about nine thirty at my apartment if you can. Find Jim. I walked over to his apartment about nine thirty. He wasn't there, so I came home. Of course, Jimmy Martin can substantiate this telegram. No, Jimmy denies sending it. Did Jenny trace it? Yes, it was phoned in from a pay station. That's all I can tell you. Uh, judge Harris, are you sure you're telling me the whole truth? I beg your pardon, Mr. Well, no, Judge. The chips are down. You're not the judge in this case. If it comes to trial, you're liable to be a defendant. I suggest you take me into your confidence. I intend to do just that. If you'll be patient. Oh, Better. A week ago, Jimmy Martin came to me and asked me to declare a mistrial in the Tremont case. Oh? I was shocked. We've been friends for years. Jimmy Martin has always been an honest, forthright politician. And, frankly, I'm indebted to him for this judgeship. Tremont. Tracy Tremont. Wasn't he the gambler who shot that coffee merchant? Yes. Well, what was Martin's interest in Tremont? I had no idea. I naturally refused to discuss the case. Well, he left in anger, but he did call me an hour later and apologized. As a matter of fact, he came into my office yesterday. That is very interesting. Why is that? Why is a crooked letter, Judge, and sometimes you have to wait a while until it straightens itself out. Good night, Your Honor. in Jimmy Martin's club, I was greeted by an assertive group of ward heels. They pointed out the plankton car, and sitting behind a huge desk was a long cigar, a short, fat face, and a bald head. Yes? Uh, Mr. Martin, I'm Richard Roe. private detective, aren't you? That's right. I'd like to ask you a few questions about a case I'm working on. Why should I answer your questions, Mr. Rogue? Well, you may need my vote someday, Jimmy. My elections aren't that close. Yeah, I guess not. When was the last time you saw Tracy Tremont? Never heard of him. Who is he? Just a gambler who's 60 days away from the chair. Good afternoon, Mr. Roke. It would be helpful if you could furnish me the names of the people who spent last evening with you. Yes, sir. Then join here, will you please? Yes sir. yes, sir. One of the boys will escort you out, Mr. Roke. Never mind the man is chum. I can make it without a guy. <laughs> To check back with Cheney for some information on Jimmy Martin. Cheney told me that on the night that Janice was murdered, Martin was at the theater with some friends. But in checking that story, I found out that first he was hosting a little dinner party in the covered wagon room of the Breton Arms Hotel. The honored guests included Marie Castle, the singer who heard the shots, and Sarah Metzger, the hotel manager. Well, I thought I'd try the caviar in the covered wagon room myself. The waiter said you wanted to talk to me, Mr. Well, uh, Mr. the name, and yours is Sam Esposito, right? If you want to talk to me, come to my office. I can't eat in your office, and I'm hungry. I hear your food is good. My dinners are expensive here, Roe? Well, if I can't pay, you can always have me arrested. What do you want? I want to know how well you know Jimmy Martin. Not so well. you had dinner with him yesterday. I'm sitting here with you. Sam, Sam, oh, there you are. Just a minute. Don't get up. Calm down, when I
3: join
2: you? Well... How do you do, Miss Castle? Let's sit down. Thanks. I don't believe... Mr. Rogue, Miss
3: Castle. How do you
2: do? You do your pictures justice, Miss Castle. Well, oh, thank you, Mr. Rogue. Excuse me. I'll be back. Okay. Would you like a drink?
3: No, thanks. I'll go on in a few minutes.
2: You seem to have gotten over the shot. That
3: shot? Oh, you mean the
2: murder. Oh, it's a terror. Yeah, I read about it in the paper. Uh, tell me, Marie, uh, How did you know there were shots
3: fired? I couldn't miss it. You see, I'm in room 304.
2: And uh, Janice Crow was in 302. Yeah. Why all the questions? That's the way I earn a living. That's nice. Oh, uh, by the way, I bumped into a friend of yours, uh, Jimmy Martin.
3: Jimmy Martin? I don't believe I know
2: him. You were at his table here last night,
3: remember? Oh, that must have been the party Sam introduced me to. An entertainer like me has to sit at so many tables and meet so many people. You know how it is. Yeah, I know. Well, it's time for me to go to work. Anything special I
2: can sing for you? Where or when, baby? Oh, that's one of my favorites, too. Mine. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir? Uh, could you tell me who takes up Marie's time? Mr. Old, I got a job do. Yes, so have I. I got a pen here. It's yours. Now, who is her boyfriend? San Esposito. Anyone else? Well, Jimmy Martin, the politician. He gave her a diamond as big as an egg. Anything else, Mr. Org? the ten. That sweet, lovely blonde was a liar, simple and pure, and a two-time at a boot. Why did she deny knowing Martin and what was Sam's pitch of this? It was getting complicated, and I needed to think it through. I left the covered wagon and wandered over to my favorite hangout, Jaime's, on the Gold Coast. Jaime was a lazy musician who didn't like to play in bands. He only liked to play when he was in the mood. Chicago folklore had it that one time Big Spiderback picked up his horn and Jaime his liqueur stick, and they played for 17 solid hours. Hiya, old hire. He's the boys to the letter, eh? Yeah, like the melody, her. Huh? Yeah, moody, moody. Sipping like a turtle the cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he well, he murder. He's got the rocks, honey? making a double, huh? Great big double. Okay. Yeah. okay. my
3: car? Well, let's put our one head together in this room. A pretty girl versus a green tea, comes to the city, and what does she do? Goes to a fancy hotel. Why so,
2: Richard? Why so? Yes, why so? You tell me if you're so clever.
3: Tom, Rosie. I pose a question for you to
2: answer. Well, mm-hmm. A someone she knew must have put her up in the hotel. Mm, maybe it's
3: Sam or Jimmy
2: Martin. No, they're just fighting over a day. We need a little more. And maybe you'll strike something. Goodbye, Roach. And no more double scotch <laughs> Hey, this is Highman. Yeah, Red, right, he's it over a drink. Wait a minute. Hey, Roach. What is it? You've got That's the You'd rather take it. Yeah. That's, it. That's Lieutenant Cheney. Come down to the morgue right away. Who's in the morgue? Your client. Elsie Crow. Right, Elsie Crow. Oh. She was just finished out of Lake Michigan. In just a moment, we'll bring you actual to Rogue's Gallery. If only fools are positive and fools we be. That's what your nearest Easy Cut Electric Mower dealer is saying because he's so positive you can't buy a better lawnmower than the Easy Cut Magic Touch Electric Power Mower. And to prove what he's saying, your dealer is making this amazing offer. Buy your Easy Cut Electric Mower. Take it home. Try it out for ten full days. Cut your grass once or twice. See how effortless the job is. How smooth and even your grass is cut. After you had it for ten days, if for any reason whatsoever you don't want to keep your easy cut electric power lawnmower, your dealer will refund your money in full. No strings, no gimmicks. Go buy or phone your dealer first thing tomorrow. Have him deliver your easy cut electric-powered lawnmower on the ten-day trial offer. If you're not satisfied, your money will be refunded. Now, back to Paul Stewart as private investigator Richard Rogue in Rogue's on the way down to the morgue, I couldn't for the life of me figure out why someone would want to kill Elsie Kroll. In a few minutes, I was standing before a table in the morgue, and there she lay. She didn't look like a school teacher anymore, it just a uh, nice old lady, Rose. She wasn't old, Shaney. She's just the kind that's born old. Let's get out of here idea who pushed her into the lake. You're the detective, Richard. I'm only a bull in harness. I only help put away Capone, moriarty, Stern, that's all. During the day I work what on... What are you so twirl? touchy about? What's the Emmy's report? The bruises on the head killed her. No water in the lungs. She didn't die the drowning. Let's go up to the road and we'll and pop a few questions. Did, but all we found out was that Elsie Crow handed her key to the room clerk when she went out at 7.30 at night. No one had called her during the day, and she'd not used her phone. We went on up, entered the room, and started to go through her clothes and personal effects. Yes, Just a battered old suitcase. Anything in the bathroom, Roger? Yeah, a toothbrush and a hairbrush. A couple of hairnets. She only has one dress hanging in the closet. she driving rather right. could Wouldn't you if you got the message she did? I think you are looking in the wrong direction. Take me down to your jail, will you? What yes, for? I want to see Tracy Freeman. But it's 5 a.m. I'm tired. Can't just wait till morning. It is morning, and it can't. <laughs> I tell you I questioned Tremont for hours. I got nothing. A blank. There's a loose key around somewhere that fits this lock, and I think it's Tremont. No, no, impossible. Look at it this way. Jimmy Martin, the ward leader, goes to the judge and asks him to take it easy on Tremont, and the judge says no. Then the judge gets a phony wire, and he's out on a limb with no alibi. Either Martin puts the judge on the spot, or the, pardon the expression, the judge is lying. The judge didn't lie. That I know. I can vouch for him. I admire your loyalty, but better men than the judge have skeletons in the closet. Well, pardon the ignorance of an old cop, but what will this visit to Tremont prove? Who's lying? Jimmy Martin or his honor. <laughs> Tremont was the fine citizen of our town who picked up an easy paper with a set of marked cards loaded dice and the old badger game. And his victims were always afraid to do anything about it. That is until he met that coffee merchant. He called Truman's hand and Truman shot him. The gray dawn was just coming in over the jail as we walked in and started awake and shine, Come on, come on. What? what, what? Yeah, Who are you? right, Freeman. It's daylight. Get your hands off me. Who are you? Richard Rogue, I want to ask you some questions. What questions? What's with you and Jimmy Martin? Who's he? What have you got on him? I don't know what you're talking about. Why did he go to Judge Harrison try to spring you? I didn't know he did. How nice of him. How's your pal, Sam Esposito? Never heard of him. Well, does Marie Castle mean anything to you? Can't we play another game? I gotta take a card. Never touch him. Then go away. Let me get my beauty map. For a guy who's going to sizzle in the chair. your are flippers of salmon. Want a bit? Pack up my ice. Cheney, I've had enough. Okay. Where are you going, Ro? I'm going out to find you a playmate. And then I'm going to be a witness at your clam fry. Still want a bit? We drove back toward the loop and Cheney's squad car, stopped for breakfast, and I went through a whole pack of cigarettes. I should have been sleepy, but I was too hopped up to shove off to bed. I wanted to see the murder room of Dennis Carl and her personal effects, so Jenny wrote a little note and I had him drop me at the Brett Mons Hotel. Third floor, please. Hey, Rogue. Rogue, wait a minute. Oh, well, hello, Sam. How's the hotel business? What are you doing here so early? Shall I say it out loud? No, no. I'll wait till you get off. Third floor. Now look, Rogue, Where do you think you're going? To room three hundred two. You'll never get past the cop. I know the password. And by the way, you ever let three men have card parties in this hotel? Ah, uh,
0: what kind of a hotel do you think I run? Wait a second, will you? Would you mind keeping this door shut, please, fellas? Stupid cop, isn't there?
2: These floors are soundproof to drown out the traffic noises so our guests can sleep. They haven't got brains enough to keep the door closed when they're making repairs. Very interesting, this hotel business. Uh, by the way, uh, the grapevine has it that Jimmy Martin is cutting in on your girl. He's strictly a stage door, Johnny. All talk. With the rock that he gave Marie? Some talk to any boy. <laughs> simmering to a slow boil and went into Janice's room. I found the usual knickknacks, clothing, a dozen assorted bottles of skin lotion in her handbag. Her handbag had twenty dollars and some change. Now why should a guy with twenty dollars to her name register in a hotel where the cheapest room is ten bucks a day? Which one of the characters in the Chicago Melody round knew the Cole sisters and who set up Janice in this lush plush the room was too quiet and depressing for mental work, so I hopped to get and went back over to Jaime's on the Gold Coast. Take a some coffee, huh, Yes, Yeah, thanks. Well, come, you're still up, Jaime. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, double insomnia. What's with you, huh? Well, uh, still chasing shadows the cold murder. Parlayed into two now. Somebody knocked off my client last night. Yeah, that's why you rushed out so fast this morning. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. There's something about that hotel. I Went into the Breton Arm, walked toward room 302, heard the carpenters working, making a lot of noise. What's with them carpenters, huh? A fine friend you turned out to be. You went back on your deal with me, and I'll have your head squeezed with you. that newspaper. This coffee's hot, and what's the matter? Why did you tip off the papers, rogue? What papers? What are you talking about? Oh, I should have had my head examined before I trusted you. A day or two more, and I'd have had this case on ice. Let, Let me you see him. that paper. Three-month case stall. Judge Harris implicated in Cole murders. I didn't. No, turn in your license. You're through. We're both through. But Cheney, I didn't give out this story. No, no. And who did? Answer me. Who did? Who did? Wait. I've got it. The carpenters. Sound to room. Cheney. What are you talking? I'll tell you in the car. Let's go. <laughs> A car tore up Lakeshore Drive with the sirens wide open, and in a few seconds we were standing in front of Jimmy Martin's apartment. We didn't make it. He is dead. Shot through the head with a 38. Put out a drag left in Reed Castle. Right. Now I'm going up to Judge Harris's house. Twenty minutes later I was knocking on his front door, but no one answered. The door was locked, but I opened it with my set of keys in the house when I sat down in the living room, fixed myself a drink and waited. I was half through a scotch on the rocks when broke Surprise beautiful? To my lens out of the rain. How did you know I was coming here? It was all figured out like a game of chess.
3: Well, darling, you play along. I'll run along. I
2: don't think so. Come on in. Let
3: me alone. Do you The think?
2: judge isn't here. You won't be able to kill him, sweetheart. What are you talking about? A carpenter, Marie. He fouled up your story. <laughs> carpenter? What carpenter? I'll spell it out. You heard the shots that killed Janice Sproul, like you told me at the covered wagon, because you fired them. What? You see, Marie, you forgot that all the rooms in the third floor at the hotel are soundproof. So if you were in your room, you're you not have heard any shot. Smart. Smart enough. One thing I don't know. Is Tracy Tremont your husband or brother? My brother. That's it. Your brother faces the chair, so you decide to frame the judge by planning the cigarette case on Janice after you shot her. How did I get the judge's cigarette case? Jimmy Martin got it for you. All you had to do was to make him fall for you, which wasn't hard, baby. Is that That's so? That's so. Then poor Elsie Kroll spots your picture outside of a covered wagon room and recognizes you as an old pupil of hers from Little Paul. So she goes to you and begins to think maybe you had something to do with Janice. So you had to make it murder number two and kill her. What can you prove? You couldn't stop once you got Going. To top it off, you gave the story to the newspaper knowing you would stop the trail. And you still had a deal with Jimmy Martin. He wouldn't go as far as murder, so you had to kill him, too. Rogue, what did you find? Who, who He's all yours, Lieutenant. Why, But watch her. Don't let Annie get your gun. It up, Cheney gave me the escort treatment down to headquarters and got me on the way at my house. The noonday sun was hanging over Chicago and made my sleepy eyes sting. And as I stumbled up the stairs to my apartment. No, oh no, not now, Hugo. Gonna... I'm tired. and it now it's you But you know, Rogie, I kind of thought it was Sam Esposito all the time. But Sam was as innocent as a
3: man. Huh? You never know,
2: do you? No. No. To think it was all done by a beautiful girl. Sometimes I worry about being a bachelor in my old age. No more worrying
3: tonight, Rogie. Let me tuck you into bed, nice and comfy. Pleasant dreams, Rogie, and fare very well. Good night, you girl. Good
2: night, Rogie. <laughs> Richard Rog will return in just a minute. An important announcement. You can't lose on the offer now being made by your Easy Cut electric lawnmower dealer. All you do is take the easy-to-operate Easy Cut electric mower home. Try it for 10 days. You find Easy Cut will work wonders on any type yard, fine grass or weeds. Cut any height or low as you want. It's really a fine mower, and most any member of your family will be able to operate it. After you try the Easy Cut Electric Mower for 10 full days, give it a good workout. If for any reason you don't want to keep it, return to your dealer and he'll refund your full purchase price without any questions asked. You couldn't ask for any better deal, and now's the time to take advantage of it. See your Easy Cut dealer right away before your grass becomes too big of a problem. Remember, the solution to easier, faster grass cutting is an Easy Cut Electric Powered Mower. Now, to remind you to listen next week at the same time for Rose Gallery, presented by your easy-cut electric mower dealer, is Richard Rogue. We hope you enjoyed tonight's story in this new series, and we'll be back as usual next week. And we hope, too, that you'll be around and help hang another portrait in Rose Gallery. Was transcribed as it comes to you from New York. This is ABC, the American
1: Broadcasting Company. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Well, once again, a very different Richard Rogue and a very different Ugor Did you notice that Rogue didn't have to get hit on the head and travel to Cloud 8 to see him? Not sure if I'd like a conscience that had that much power to pop in whenever. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we enter the bizarre mind of Arch Obler with Lights Out, and next Wednesday we have a brand new show for you. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.